Good morning and welcome to United in Faith, produced and presented by the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. We invite you to join the conversation, catch the vision, and share the hope of a Jamaica united in faith. Prison gate, count open from outside. Prison cell, count open from inside. Prison, never empty yet. Just a prison officer, you see. But a prisoner, that's what I am. Seeking my bread in a desolate place. My honest bread, it is no disgrace. Yes, I am just a prison officer, you see. But a prisoner, that's what I am. Seeking my bread in a desolate place. My honest bread, it is no disgrace. God of mercy, love, and grace. We invite your incomparable power and presence in our space. Our beautiful Jamaica land we love is becoming an ugly place. By the monsters, crime and violence, it is being defaced. But we are confident that this can be replaced by a God in whom all good originates. We pray that ethics and goodness will regenerate. We cry to you, God, for our children and youths who are diabolically influenced and morally destitute. No more chaplains. No longer will they become the devil's recruits. We pray that they will be introduced and convicted by the gospel's truth. God, you have created us to model your characteristics and traits. You have created us to dominate and to be great. We pray that extraordinary exploits will be our portion, that greatness will become the dominant feature of our nation. Expansion of our borders and territories today and every day in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Seeking my bread in a desolate place My honest bread, it is no disgrace I am just a prisoner of this you see Part-time prisoner, that's what I am Seeking my bread in a desolate place My honest bread, it is no disgrace Blessings multiplied to you listeners. Good morning, I am Janille Daly. We have been having conversations here on United in Faith on our prison system and the death penalty for the last two weeks. One with retired correctional officer Elder Leroy Wint and secondly with policy and advocacy specialist at the Jamaicans for Justice Jade Williams. Those episodes are available for you to go back and to listen to on our Anchor FM platform at any time. You can go to our Instagram page at UCGCI, click the link in our bio to listen to those previous episodes. We continue this week with our guest, Newton Dixon, the General Secretary of the Jamaica Council for Churches. Lovely having you with us, Rev. Thank you, Janil. Thanks for having me. Some Christians are very clear where they stand regarding capital punishment, and some are straddling the line either because they don't know what to think or because they wish to avoid such a controversial topic. What do you say about apathy in this situation? Is it okay? Or on an account for justice, do we need to know where we stand and what we believe in? You just used one concept that makes it imperative that we 
get off the fence on an issue like this. And the issue is justice. I'd like to add another concept which also forces off the fence, which is the issue of the sanctity of life. And I suppose I'm setting up the conversation for <laughs> an examination of both sides. This issue is so important that it demands that we confront the issue frontally, that we take on the challenge of reflecting on this issue frontally. So when we talk about justice, we're talking about doing the right thing for the right reasons. When we talk about the sanctity of life, we're talking about how do we respect and treat the lives of other human beings. And when we superimpose the issue of capital punishment on that, then we have to come to some point where even if it is just to be careful that we don't transgress someone's human right, that we get off the fence. So we must take a position whether or not we go left or right. I feel apathy then will lead to situations where policymakers who need to hear the voices of the people may just decide it is expedient for us to do X or Y. So those in charge, those in power, need to know how the people feel, whichever way it goes. Mm -hmm. We need to be informed by what's going on in the minds and hearts of the people, but we also need to have a, a sort of national conversation and then a national decision on where we are on this issue. Apathy won't help. Right. Let's talk about how we arrive at our stance. What are some of the steps we ought to take in considering we're wrestling with capital punishment and the enforcement of it? Most people start with the Bible which is always a good place to start. And the Bible has some prescriptions about retribution. But we have to understand, I believe, how the Bible really treats the issue of life within the context of retributive justice. And I am afraid that many of us have put the retribution above the sanctity of life. How we've ordered our thinking has put us in the position where life doesn't matter, it is punishment that does. I think so, therefore, that we must pay attention to some of the science, sociological studies, anthropological studies, criminological studies, because that helps us to understand how this whole landscape in which capital punishment exists operates. The big issue is deterrence versus or not. How do human beings respond to this thing? How do perpetrators of heinous crimes respond? So we have to hear God's word. We have to listen to the scientific experience. But we also have to engage in an honest but rigorous conversation. On that note, let me ask you, how progressive do you think our churches have been in having that discussion? It's difficult for churches. A lot of us are afraid of the growing strength and voice of those in the human rights sector, in which we ought to probably find right. ourselves anyway. Right, right. But we are afraid because our traditional views are being challenged by these views which ask us to rethink how we've approached the issue. And so 
I really do think that churches should just make up their minds and think it through and pray it through and talk it through and come up with position. And as we talk about having this discussion, Rev, and in your position or capacity as General Secretary at JCC, can you share with us what are some of the strongest arguments for and against death penalty? The strongest argument I think we traditionally hear is that the death penalty is the most potent deterrent to murder and serious crimes. I also think another strong argument, which is based a lot on our, our positions as we reflect on our faith, is that it is due to you if you do the act. So if you take someone's life, you should also lose yours. On the other side, though, I think is the idea, which is, I think, the issue that the council continues to confront and struggle with, the idea of the overarching sanctity of life, that life, irrespective of whose life it is, is sacred, that none of us can create it, none of us can make it into something else, that it is God's gift to us, and therefore if God respects it and has given it to us, then we should preserve it, protect it, promote it, and regard its, its sacredness. And then there is the issue of the fact that there's no perfect justice system that can totally eradicate the possibility of error. And we've seen how grievous errors have been and how grievous errors have caused the incarceration and the loss of life of persons who have been judged to be guilty when they were not. I'm challenged by the words and actions of Jesus while he was on the cross. And when we use the phrase on the cross, it is almost like a very glorified way of saying he was being murdered. While Jesus was being murdered, Jesus said some things that confront our sensibilities towards perpetrators and offenders, among many other things, because just that one statement alone, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they're doing, challenges us on every front, whether it is our understanding of justice or our understanding of forgiveness or our understanding of healing and wholeness or our understanding of human nature. All of those fronts are challenged by that statement. And I believe Jesus helps us to understand that the answer for violence is not violence, is not more violence. How we get to work on it is going to be the challenge because we are so used to violence in our homes, in our schools, in our justice system. I call upon us as a people, even before you get to the act of doing something violent, think about the fact that violence is never the answer to any problem. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Rev. Here we are again at the end of another discussion on capital punishment. Very enriching conversation and the whole point of this is to ensure that we are making informed choices and informed opinions as we try to be a part of this well-needed conversation in various spaces. I want to say thanks to Reverend Wendell McCoy as well for that powerful spoken word prayer that we heard in the beginning of this program. Just a reminder to you all, on Wednesday, August 24, 2022, 
Residents of Karen Hall St. Mary will get access to free health and social services at the Pringle Home for Children open day. This will be happening from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the grounds of the home, where they'll also be reopening the library. Don't miss it. I'm Janille. Take very good care. Until next time. and presented by the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. 12 Carlton Crescent, Kingston 10. Telephone 926-8734. Email us at synod at ucjci.com and find us on the World Wide Web at ucjci.com. Please join us next week for another United in Faith. This program was produced at the studio of the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, located at 12 Carlton Crescent, Kingston 10. Call us at 876-926-6059 for information about our most competitive rates for your voiceover and broadcasting needs.